Hi everyone, today we're going to be talking about why wanting to change is not as important as you think and also, I added this part, why the tongue is more important than maybe you think. How's that for a catch line? That's, well you've got them <laughs> guessing, don't you? You've got to guess it. So here's, here's uh, what we mean. Of course what you want is important. I mean, we're not trying to like denigrate desires or dreams or, th or things like this. It's more that uh, one of the things we've noticed in our clinical work and certainly the, then this extends to personal life is that people will uh, claim to want things as you know a, a way to say ah oh, but like I'm I'm doing the right things because I, I want to do this you know let's say well I, wa I want to change well I want to break this habit well I want to be you know I want to eat healthier I want to but okay and and this is it right then it's like oh and sometimes we'll even say well but I but I just I don't know I I can't figure out I can't seem to make these changes and uh, we do have another video on the words I can't that maybe would be a good reference here. But one of the things that I'm wanting my clients to see quite frequently is that it's really not very important what you want. What is really important is what you want most. That's what ends up determining our behavior, not what we want to do. And a metaphor, if I can just mention this briefly, uh, sometimes I'll say, look, I, I want a Ferrari. Like I, also, I mean, same. I like to drive fast. I got this thing about Italian imports that, for some <laughs> reason, that's like very exciting to me. It's kind of you know a nerdy thing, but so we really need to strike rich with this YouTube series. Yeah, so clearly, okay. yeah, run up the views. But it will be. This is exactly the point. Actually, yep. is that well, yeah, I want a Ferrari, but you know why one isn't in my driveway? Is that I'm. I also don't want to do all of the things that it takes to have a Ferrari because you know some of the things that I want I don't I want to work you know 35 hours a week you'd probably like to see your kids I would like to see point. my kids yeah. I would like to work in the mental health field and not in finance um, and the, by the way these aren't like oh yay so like aren't I so great it's just that's what that's what I want and so you know what you work 35 hours a week in the mental health field you don't make enough money to have a Ferrari. And that's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. But I can't say, oh, well, why don't I have a Ferrari? I want one. I want a Ferrari. I want a Ferrari. Well, fair enough. But I also, I want a, a lot of other things a lot more. And that's what actually determines my behavior and whether or not a Ferrari ends up in my driveway or not. It seems like often like wanting to change, it's like I want it only if it's convenient. If it's convenient, then yes. Mm. Let, let, let's get after it. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, What's people that? people look at the benefits of a choice, but they don't, maybe we struggle sometimes to consider the price tag. Well, yeah, but the quote that keeps coming to mind is the, and please tell me if I butcher this, but um, was it Alfred Adler or was it Drakers? Trust the tongue in the shoe over the tongue in the mouth. So that's the tongue bit here. Uh, that, cha um, what is it? Uh, life happens at the level of events. Uh, so trust only movement. Um, yeah, and can you say, talk about the tongue in the shoe versus tongue in the mouth? Well, uh, the example I usually give is like a, if I have a client that's like saying with their mouth, which I believe what they're saying, but what they're saying is uh, I want to settle down and have a you know secure relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But what their actions are, no judgment in this arena, but if they're just like hooking up with guys every weekend, 
that's what their feet are doing or the tongue in the shoe that's what their feet are doing that's what they want the most which is like okay in principle what they're after is uh getting instant validation lack of rejection and they get instant connection like i'm not faulting them for that like that's a great thing to want however if you're saying you want something else what you're doing is something different what you're doing is what you really want you want to feel safe and you don't want to risk getting rejected or not feeling connected which is like just let's just be honest about it <laughs> like that that that's okay but what you have to do is you have to act as if you want the thing that you're saying you want to do yeah um yeah an example sometimes that i'll use with parents right <clears throat> is uh parents and i i like that you said that you really do we believe our clients yeah. when they say i want to do something and I, I think that's actually a really important point here is that it's not that it's untrue necessarily what comes out of our mouth. It's just that it's true in a way that isn't particularly, it it doesn't lead to results. And that's important if we're trying to say, you know, how do people change? How, how do they really do that? So um, sometimes with parents, they come in and they genuinely, they want to be kind to their children. They want to speak kindly to their children. And I believe them when they say that. I have no reason to think that, oh, yes, you actually, you know, take a kind of sick pleasure in yelling at your children. I mean, I don't think that that's true. But here's the thing. If what you want most in your relationship with your child is compliance. Control. Control. (laughs) uh, The thing is, is that there are going to be times where the choice is you can have compliance only if you yell. You can have uh, control only if you frighten your child into doing what you want right now. Um, that's, I mean, at least that's how it seems to the parent. And so, uh, so then, it, okay, yeah, they want to be kind, but what they want most is they want compliance, they want control. And it can be a powerful thing. We don't have to lay on judgment on that. I don't have to say, well, aren't you awful, you, you know, you terrible mother you that you uh want compliance and control but to show okay look here's what you what it looks like to me if i watch the tongue in your shoe what it looks like to me is that what you want most is control and what you're trying to do right is to find this way where yeah you do you want to speak kindly to your children and you're trying to find a way where you can have both and Sometimes that works. You know, sometimes we can have two things at the same time. <coughs> but a lot of the time, uh, the price tag on the thing that we want means that other things are not available to us. You know, if you want to do hookups, okay, you know, what, there's benefits to that. Um, but there are costs to that. And one of those is that you're probably not, it's not like, let's say, it's an unlikely uh it's unlikely that you're going to find a stable, reliable, committed relationship at the end of a hookup. I don't know. Possible. I'm sure that there's stories. It's definitely possible. But just, but... But just not likely. And, um, and so there's trade-offs here. And I don't know if you could talk a little bit about... There's something I do want to add to that. Oh, well, that, that, no, like Something ahead, that yeah. I sometimes find helpful is saying, like, you're not the problem. Which sometimes they're like, oh, yeah. It's, it's not me. Like, no, the pattern is the problem. That's what we have to change. You can kind of like 
put yourself outside of it and say like, okay, the pattern is the problem and acting as if in a different way, like that's how you slowly but surely create a new pattern, which also let me just from the adaptive point of view, like that's really great that our bodies don't want to change. That's our body kicking in saying like, uh, Sharon, what are you doing? We don't do this. So yes, you're hypervigilant and you're nervous and you're anxious and you feel uncomfortable or the example I was going to use just to see if you'll laugh at me. Uh, I remember we, we should, I was on this competitive clogging team. I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> competitive clogging team and we would have this killer routine. And then our instructor would like put in like a slight movement in the middle of the routine. And at first it was just like, God, we had a thing going. Like, why would you do that? And it was really disruptive at first. But then at the end of it, it's like it ends up flowing a lot better. And you're like, oh, okay. It takes you a while to get used to it. But, like, it's the pattern that has to change. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, my uh, – well, you know you know, Paul Rasmussen. He said before uh, that fickleness uh, – to be fickle is not adaptive. It's not a great idea to constantly be changing your approach. And so, yeah, so we get in these kind of – uh, I don't love the word habit, but um, we do get in pattern. this kind of yeah, a pattern. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a that's, a, that's a better word. I should just use your word. Um, I, I think the other thing that maybe can go along with this, right, is that let's say that you're, you know, a, 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 one of our viewers. Let's say that you're wanting to make a change and you're having a hard time doing it. Um, the, really, the process that we have come to use with our clients and that we would recommend for other people is that. Um, rather than focusing on, well, I want, I want, I want this, this thing that seems to elude me to slow down to say, hold on, hold on. What is it that I want most? Let me just slow down. Let me, f okay, well, yeah, I'd really like to get in shape, but also I want to be comfortable. Well, you know what? Those things don't go together. And you don't have to say, oh, well, I'm so lazy. I'm just such a slob, you know, um, Whatever It doesn't have to be that, but say, oh, I really want comfort. Now, what's beautiful about this, about knowing what it is that you really, really want, is we do then have the potential to reorient and to change our desires. And this, if I, would it be okay if I talked about Thomas Chalmers for a second? Yeah. So Thomas Chalmers was this preacher. This isn't so much like a religious thing. It's just a, a really amazing observation about human behavior. He has this famous sermon called The Expulsive Power of a New Affection. And the idea of that sermon is that, look, people don't change by having the, the evils of whatever they're doing in the present moment, you know, exposed and, and you know, tisk tisk and shaming. And, and I mean, we know this certainly as clinicians that shame tends to be a pretty poor motivator for deep down change. Sometimes it can kind of work on a behavioral level, but like spanking, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It works short term, short term. Probably. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's just that sometimes then you invite bigger, you know, bigger problems or whatever. Resentment. So rather than exposing, <laughs> Oh, isn't this so awful? Oh, that Twinkies terrible for you. You know, quit, quit eating Twinkies. It's more like, you know, why don't we help somebody to appreciate, uh, how delicious uh, a grilled salmon can be, you know, or something like that. It's not so much because if we can really get them hooked on grilled salmon, they will willingly give up the Twinkie. But if we sit there and just shame them about how unhealthy Twinkies are, this is unlikely that they're going to give up Twinkies. And so that's a that's an important lesson. So then to know, OK, well, yeah, I want to get in shape, but I want comfort. 
most. That's really what I want. Then to slow down and to say, okay, well, that's my current affection. Could I stir up in myself a, a, a new affection that would have expulsive power, meaning that it would expel my extreme ultimate desire for comfort, and it could be replaced with something that's a little bit more in line with where I want my life to go. I don't know if there's maybe some loose ends in there that you'd want to... No, that's why I love that quote, even though it's, it doesn't matter about the religiosity of it. It just it fits great. I use it in session all the time. It's a it's a powerful idea. Yeah. And we spit in the soup, and then it's like, you're not going to do anything else unless you have something that you are bought into that you were willing to try. Mm. But you have to have the courage to be willing to try and fail. It really comes down to, like, do you choose to live or do you choose to survive? If you choose to survive, just keep wanting things ad nauseum and don't change anything. Um, but if you want to live, then you're going to have to take some risks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for listening, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.